Welcome to Texas Style Coworking. The ranch office is a neighborhood community office that delivers a warm atmosphere with a heavy dose of Southern hospitality. Located in Memorial, Katy, and Baytown, we offer private offices, conference rooms, event space, and much more. Come change things up and check us out. Remember, life is better at the ranch. Now more than ever, the industry that fuels the world needs the right people to modernize and unify a global energy platform. The transformation is both digital and cultural. Join us as we explore strategies for success in the hyper-competitive war for talent here on the Energy Workforce of Tomorrow podcast, hosted by the IBM North American Oil and Gas Team. Hello. And welcome to a very, very different <laughs> energy workforce of tomorrow from the sofa yep. or the couch. Do they say couch in the US? Sofa, isn't it? Sofa, it could be. My name is Jason Duff. I'm the North America Oil and Gas Lead. With me today is my daughter, Anastasia Wilson Duff. Hello, Anastasia. Hello. You've done this. You've changed me. <laughs> I have. Not well, only now have changing you, your setup as well. You've changed my setup. You've changed my social. <laughs> Now you've made me sit on a sofa and try and do this very difficult thing, wearing an LA top. You're representing me. Representing me. I'm turning you into me. You know how much <laughs> stuff I'm going to get from my Texas friends. But just to let you know, that means Lydia Anastasia, not Los yeah. Angeles. Yeah, exactly. But we did go to the Los Angeles game. We did. We did. Anyway, how are you, Anastasia? I'm good. So how are you? I'm good. I'm all right. Just after Christmas, getting ready back. So you've got six months ready to go back to the university, right? Yes. Finishing six months, finally, after four years of being in LA. So what's your next six months got in store for you? Wrapping up college, got the capstone project coming in the last quarter, but kind of the same kind of classes, just wrapping it up until the last quarter, and that's when it gets really hard. Worried? Slightly. I think there's a lot of pressure but I'm pretty sure I can do it. <laughs> I'm sure you can. I hope she can. Hopefully. <laughs> so what are you worried about? Getting a pass, getting a job, getting... What's your worries just now? Not really worried about passing. Pretty confident in that way. <laughs> Did you hear that, ladies and gentlemen? That was pretty confident. But yeah, I think finding a job, I mean, all of my friends I've spoken to, it's kind of none of us know which direction we're going to go, whether we're going to move back home, whether we're going to stay in LA. It's that constant wonder of what's next. And truly, no one I've spoke to really knows my age. Yeah, but it was a bit like, I can remember many moons ago, as I uh -huh. told you, I was the same. I used to want to be a truck driver, a long distance <laughs> truck driver because I like driving. I liked languages, maybe not dissimilar to what I do today, traveling journeys, but I generally didn't know what I wanted to do until none of us did. I don't think if you talk to anyone, it's a big door. I think people don't really know that other people are feeling like that as well. People get so worried, but they don't realize that everyone's in the same boat as them. So I think that's the biggest worry, but I think it all comes together eventually, hopefully. It will do. <laughs> There's no, no need to worry. What's your biggest, I mean, I know your biggest worry is because your experience is very different to others because you just got a green card late last year. People have got experience over you. That worries you, correct? Yeah. So I did, what, living here for three years without being able to work and then 
got the green card and then realized I was had the same experience as a freshman going into college. So it was kind of, you know, people my age had loads of experience and I was kind of stuck there, but I've worked up to it and got myself two jobs. So, <laughs> so tell what two jobs have you got? I am a marketing coordinator, a dog rescue foundation in Los Angeles. And I am Perfect. a producer at Oil & Gas Global Network. Look at that with Mark and Paige. Way to go, OGGN family. <laughs> Told you yeah. you'd do well. You'd be running the place soon. You'd be taking over my job. Watch the space. <laughs> the one thing I did say to you, and it'd be interesting to give the people as well, you've gone to school and college, high school and now university. You've had a taste of UK, Asia, well, let's say Singapore, Texas, LA. Any difference to share with people listening to this because some of the people will have children going through this some of them the listeners will be looking at people like you joining oil and gas um there will be young females coming through this listening to this also worried like you with different experiences but what's your experience of a 22 year old now i got her age right at last (laughs) but what's your experience across the globe now of what you've seen in different cultures etc I think wherever you go, even in the States, I mean, comparing Texas to Los Angeles, it feels like two different countries. <laughs> Do we need to go there? We're not going there. Is that like me wearing an LA not, top in yeah. Houston? And then sitting with a Texas flag right opposite us. That's true. <laughs> we could have Brian Woodward on the doorstep now with his gun. Sorry, Brian. I know I'm not allowed to wear this top, but that's just for you. So you're the huge differences, massive. Yeah, even in Singapore, I mean, Singapore was... Everyone was an international student that I knew that I met. And I think it had a very, they had a dedicated way of moving. They know what they wanted to do. They had high goals and they knew what colleges they were going to. So I came over to the US. It's kind of the same thing where people know what they want to do. And I would say that's the biggest difference from Singapore and the US to the UK. And I mean, yeah, it differs in different people, but I think in the UK generally, there's more of a loss. There's not so, that's going to be really controversial to say, but it's coming out. In the UK, there's Go for it, girl. In the UK, there's less goals. Really? And I don't know whether that might just be my experience, to be honest. And yeah, I went to different schools. But yeah, I think overall, it is very different wherever you go. But surely then, the reason I raised that, Anastasia, is clearly that gives you massive things to discuss and experience going into it. So that although you may not have certain roles that you've done for certain people, the experience that people like you, because again, listeners like you will be going in worried about roles, they should be leaning on this experience, going to yeah. school, learning from people. That's massive. Yeah, I think it definitely supports me when I was first setting out to go get a job it definitely set me up to say that i had traveled i completed the ib that was definitely a good thing to start What's IB? with Sorry, just for the people the international baccalaureate so that's like a high school diploma at a university level but you complete it in high school so if you don't do the u.s system don't do the uk system there's the ib in the middle for the people that travel like yourself yeah okay so i completed that which kind of set me up for college because a lot of the classes that i'm taking now i've already done in high school But I think saying that did give me a pinpoint of the interviewer, like they saw that I had experienced different things. But then again, 
I mean, I've spoken to you about this before. They do want experience and they want it in a certain market for a certain number of years. I've said this to you, though. If you look at resumes, I personally think, and we should challenge ourselves and the listeners to this, resumes, and we should hear from the people. or resumes? (laughs) Oh, America versus English, tomatoes, tomatoes. Sorry, job profiles, I think, are way overstated. Way overstated, Anastasia. You ask any of my guys, and we should get the listeners speaking about this as well. Generally, a job profile for me lays out what we're expecting people to do. But generally, you're looking for experience of people that will fit a culture or someone that you think, yeah, a go-getter, someone that can go and actually do something. If I look at some of the job profiles through my career or even some that I've seen now, the acronyms or things we're talking about, you're looking for robots. I wouldn't get too worried about that. Again, it'd be really interesting from the listeners. I think it's very, I wouldn't get too wrapped about that at all. I really think you should work out what culture you want to see from a brand, etc., and what you want to get out of it. I think you should turn it around. There are so many work out there. Don't get too worried about the job references, yeah. etc. It's funny because everyone is different. Everyone's gone down a different path. And I mean, looking for a job, I've seen internships that require a master's degree that pay minimum wage. Don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah, why'd you go? Get yourself out there. Get on a podcast. <laughs> Get the right job. So it is Market definitely, yourself. I think it is daunting yeah, to people I my agree. age because we look at stuff and there's some jobs that even my friends have applied to and it says bachelor's degree required. They've applied to it and got the job. And in that way, yeah, they're setting it out. You know, my first major job, no, it wasn't my first major job. Tell me. I got (laughs) chasing money for the Daily Telegraph. (laughs) I did do that, but that wasn't my first major job. I took a job in accountancy personnel, staffing accountants, and I got bored and I knew I was going to find a job and I was going to staff myself. And I found a role working for a subsidiary of a company that was working very closely for Mercedes, building airbags and whales, and they were buying businesses and they were looking for a management accountant. They said qualified accountant. And I took the job and I knew it was good money and it was travel. I was asked to staff the job. I wrote it up. I went in the next day. I took the job. And he was adamant, adamant that he needed a qualified accountant. And I said, I called BS on it. And he even asked me to do it. I said, dude, I'll do it. Give me three months. If I don't, I'll walk out. I think it's all about if you really want to do it and you do it. And I think, I do think, I'm sure there's a whole bunch of people now that will write in and say, how dare you? (laughs) The job specs are not good. I promise you. I've written job specs. It's difficult to write a job spec because what are you going to look for? I mean, I guess they're writing their perfect person. Yeah, they're perfect. It's a robot. Out of how many times is that going to come up? Exactly. And actually, do I really need a robot? I need, you know, some of my guys, my team, I need people that are different every time. I need a Robins and Brian's and Neil's and Jim's and Paula's next. All ver- and Jake's all very, very different. The other thing going into that is when you get a job with so many applications, how does that go through the process? Because I've heard of companies using these AI technology to go through everything. How much is that right and how much is that wrong to the point where they're kicking the bad people out, the good people out, sorry. So from us, it's kind of, I mean, I've even seen people 
I'm on TikTok, as you know, I see people on TikTok saying how to write the best resume, how to use SEO, search engine op- optimization in your resume. And it's like you're doing so much to get your resume up there to be the top five. Do they ever come back to you? I think it's all about relationships and who you know. Let's be pretty That is something that I've definitely realized. I seriously thought when you used to tell me that when I was younger, it's all, I thought no. It is. It all it is. No. Look at Mark. Look at Paige. Look at David Reed. Look at the people. If they will ask them a personal preference, as long as you are a good citizen, know what you want to do, you're asking for the right help, you're also willing to do to and fro for things as well, people will give you help and do the right thing. I think for people my age as well, it's if depending on whether you can work or not, one thing that I could always do is I could always volunteer. Yeah. So I always went along to fashion shows, photo shoots and helped out. And that that was something I could put on my resume that was kind of easy. I love doing it. And it's not always about the money. It's about your experience and if you enjoy it. And I think that's something that the advice that I would give to someone starting college, if they can work is get into work because it has come to me that it is really experience and people are looking because there's always going to be someone better than you that's the truth and if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out but I would advise someone straight away to get into work whether it's volunteer or not crack down as much as you can but that's my opinion so let's look forward then we talked a lot about what you're going to do and where you're going to go in the future and i love the idea of you working with Paige and mark so congratulations on the ogg and stuff and the dog sanctuary dog sanctuary dog <laughs> rescue dog rescue sanctuary <laughs> oh my god where did i get that from what's exciting to you about going in the corporate world next what excites you not having to take classes and <laughs> You'll have to do all this learning now. It's just going straight into learning and doing all the other stuff. But I what think else? It's definitely, I've always, for some reason, I think I remember this. When I used to tell you I want a job, when I couldn't have a job, I used to, and you said to me when I first got my green card, what's going to be your first job? I said, I'll do anything. I'll go and walk dogs. And I've always kind of been work dedicated for some reason. I mean, I've got two part time jobs now that. I think I can handle with school as well, but we'll see. But I think... Corporate world. (laughs) She's like me, folks. She wanders. (laughs) She's got ADHD. (laughs) What's excites you about corporate world? I think a big percentage of it is meeting new people. I have even found out within not even a month of working, I am a people person. I like to connect with people. Teacher, I like my to daughter, know <laughs> Seriously. I like to do that. So I think it's meeting new people and being able to actually work up to my goals. I have a few goals. I have so many thoughts in my head that I want to do in the future. Might not do them all. That's fine. But I think being able to work up to it, meeting new people and everyone with this different experience of life. I'm looking forward to that. A bit of advice for you would be, and a lot of our... Young grads, etc. we always go through this, and a lot of people don't do this, is write them down and ask. So everyone seems to want to go and work, and we get really excited and put, I say younger people, but the new starters into projects. What they fail to go to is ask for some commitment of or some agreement of why you're doing this. So it's not a one-way commitment of 
come and work with me on an NOV project. Why? For three months, you know, think about what you want to also get out of this. And I think some people feel that, oh, no, that's not the right thing. I promise you, not enough people do this. And it's quite easy. It's simple as I'd like to be in the final presentation because likely you're probably not going to be because you're maybe a junior staff member. You might not want to be. I'd like to be in one of the client presentations or meet a client meeting. I'd like to have some appraisal or be in a travel to a site and really understand up in Navasota at the drill rig really what actually happens. Three very simple things that will enhance it. Whatever it is, make it manageable and smart, you know, measurable, accurate. So at least at the end of realistic and timely. So at least at the end of your time, you've done the project and you can get out of it. There's not enough people that actually do that sometimes. That would definitely be one of my things. So meeting people, learning new skills. What about work-life balance? Is that what are you at all? Is it something that you're not even... I guess you do a lot of hours anyway at university. Yeah, I mean, I feel like through uni, they kind of, they do. I mean, you're tested to see whether you can balance your outside life and your college work. And you're either the type of person that gets it done or can't kind of figure out the balance. But I think in my head, it's, you know, it's important to give yourself time to yourself to do what you love and that, yeah, most works have Saturday, Sunday off, but it's not something that really worries me because I'm a schedule person. I like to stick to schedules. I like to plan. Like <laughs> so I'm not really worried about that, but I know for some people my age, it's a big worry, especially going into a completely full-time job. What's the things you're not looking forward to in a corporate world that we can help you with? I wouldn't say there's anything that I'm not looking forward to. I think, first of all, it can be nerve-wracking. I agree. Going into Even now company, it is, it's 55-year-old it is. Going into a company with completely new people, mm-hmm. getting used to how everything works, making mistakes. You know this. I have a big fear of making mistakes. And But <laughs> to be fair... I need them every day, don't worry. <laughs> it's a big worry of mine, but I've realized that the people are there to help you to back you up if you can ask for help ask for it don't be afraid to ask for help we all make mistakes i told you this mark liqueur told you this i think david reed's told you this as well sebastian i think told you this at christmas party we all make mistakes all of us the best thing to do is to ask if you don't know don't do nothing that's the worst thing you could do i have never like i said that's the worst thing you could do is say nothing and bury your head the people that say nothing it just gets worse and worse. If you're willing to put your hand up, no matter how crazy that question sounds, it's amazing how many other people wouldn't have put their hand up that says, thank you for asking. That would be my one thing. I think you just learn from that as well and understand, and people respect that. Yeah. I think my thing in meetings, and you know I'm a drawer. Yeah. Someone, I met (laughs) someone yesterday in the meeting, (laughs) and I was sketching, and someone said, (laughs) Oh, no. You draw lots of circles, and I thought everyone was around oh. me, and I went, what are, you doing? "Are you assessing what I'm doing?" I don't, and I try shot my book. Why don't you do squares? I went, "Don't ask." These but I think I draw things. So if I'm in a meeting, I was in one yesterday, last night with Alan, and I had to write some notes, and I've got a drawing in my head, and 
I had to explain to him in the drawing, and I'll do that on Monday with the guys, because if I cannot draw what I've understood, then I have to go through it again. That's a great way for me, because in my job, I need to take what people have told me I get bored with the words, etc. It just becomes super and boring. But if I can draw on a page, then I can explain it. So you're a visual learner? I'm a visual learner. Same as me. Oh my goodness. But I don't draw random circles. You might get That's there. just a youth thing. You're only 22. That's just a youth thing. You <laughs> so what about brand of company? What are you looking for in terms of type of company? There's a whole bunch of companies that are out there that are going to be looking for people like you. How do they entice you in? What's exciting to you as a brand? I think overall it's a lot of it actually is like the brand's values. As much as people think that's overlooked, it's actually really interesting to me. So when I see a company or something, I like to go back and, you know, on the website, the about page, whatever's there. It's kind of interesting to see how they've worded it to what they want to do, to what they are doing, to where they want to go. So explain that a little bit more for me. Give me an example. So Tesla's mission, don't know it by heart, but it's something around transferring the world into smart energy. So the way they've worded it, I studied Tesla for a little bit, but the way they've worded it kind of shows you how they work as a team. I think. I don't work at Tesla, so I don't know. But it kind of gives off a little, it gives you an idea of where they're going and what they want to do. And that's like the first part. And I think the other part is it's important to be around people that are similar, like you. You don't want to, obviously, that's a difficult one. Crazy Elon? That's a different one. (laughs) (laughs) But what appeals to you that? So again, just go there. Okay, I see it. Tesla moving forward, futuristic, the right thing to do for the planet. I guess what you're saying, that excites you then. That's very clear, driven people. Like imagine if you were a person that didn't like the movement from electric. Imagine if you were a complete, oh, I hate the transformation into Yeah, I get it. Then you wouldn't sustainability. Like yeah. You probably wouldn't go into that company. You need to find a company that suits you as well. I'm probably not suited out for. But I mean, so let's go through the other things that usually, which I would have thought would be in culture. Has to so culture must be a real female. Given you're a, a young female, has to be at least some way that you'll have. You don't want to be a, surrounded by white male. It's an interesting one. It's a big subject in today, and I think yeah. I mean, we've come a long way, obviously, from the 1960s or whenever yeah. it was. But I think, yeah, I mean, to me, I wouldn't find it that daunting if I walked into a business room and there was five old businessmen. <laughs> old <laughs> being how old? Your age. Um, <laughs> but I think it is important to be also surrounded by females like you because you want to feel connected to the people. Well, you also want to have surely coaches as well to show you what they've done to get to where they've got to go so you get a good vision and where you want to go as well. Because that's what we all want now is the worst thing we want to do is have a flavor of, you know what I want. We've got Paula joining us on Tuesday, Paula Elliott, etc. I've got Komal who you've met in the team. The worst thing I can have is let's be honest, a bunch of white old guys 
then it becomes boring. We go into a client and there's different, yeah, different cultures, female, et cetera, where we're just not using different views or angles into our strategy to the client. And then we're just, it's not healthy. Yeah. But I think there also is this big stereotype of big corporate businesses. Uh, no, I would agree with that one as well. Like the Wolf of Wall Street or movies like that, where it, it predominantly shows the workplace like that. Yeah. And I also agree there's too much KPI driven. You and I spoke about this as well, which I dislike, where there's too much KPI driven female and diversity. Oh, we're okay. We're, we've reached a KPI. It doesn't matter now. I hate that. If we're going to do something, it's a bit like fighting sex trafficking we talked about with David, Reed and I, you and I. If we're going to do it, we do it. I'm all in. I hate this big cult, big sort of corporate KPI driven. That's the one bad thing I think I would, you know, that annoys me a little bit. Probably because I think they've tried to do it in a way that's best, that maybe yeah, looks best. It shows that they're doing but the right thing. Is it the right thing is the big question. Let's move on to COVID a little bit which we've not talked to COVID. Do you remember that? (laughs) Stand six feet away from me. I was stuck at home with you. You were. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good way of putting it. So you were at finished high school. Yeah. When was the last time I even mentioned the word COVID? I actually mentioned it the other day. So you finished high school in Texas. Yeah. You actually moved to LA during COVID. Yeah. And you had your first two years. There's always a view of, you know, we've gone and it's past us. But what's the things you think that you've missed, I think, through that? And what's the things you've gained through that? Because there's two ways of looking at this. Yeah, I think as I was finishing, I mean, what, I did three months of high school here in person. Here? In Texas. In Texas. Yeah. In classes in LA, right? No. I did three months here during covid in high school oh that's true that's in the old house that's true to finish high school and you did the graduation online online and i was yeah and i was supposed to do my final exams and they cancelled the exams and just took our grades from other projects that's some high dementia kicking in i don't (laughs) even remember that oh dear okay i think a part of something that i've missed out on is I think children that have gone through COVID, I don't know if I would call myself children then. What child. age would you have been? I 19, was... 18, 17. Just a random number generation there. <laughs> I would think I was about 17. Okay. 17, 18. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of us missed out on education, honestly. A lot of people, I mean, a lot of people homeschooled. A lot of people moved into homeschooling or the parents had to sit down and teach them. I would have quite liked that. I wouldn't have. That would have been terrible with you. (laughs) I'm joking. But I think a lot of people missed out on education. I think relationships is also a big one. I mean, we didn't see people for quite a while. You kind of miss out on those opportunities to grow, especially in the much younger generation. I get that one. But I think it's left an overlying COVID is still have impacts, whether it's cleanliness or health, whatever, that's definitely overlaid. But I think especially in jobs, I mean, podcasts have come up because of COVID, I think. 
It's a good point. We're allowed to sit next to each other now, of course, but well, <laughs> kind of. I think that's what we'd say. But even remote working, hybrid working, it's all changed because of COVID. Even my classes now, I was some of my classes are still remote because they accepted people from our state and didn't require them to come in. So it's still remote. It's still there. Obviously not COVID, but the impact. That's the same as work as well, you know, because, you know, we were going down to Riverway in the office every day. Every day. And then COVID came. I remember sending out a text message to the guys on a March, early March, saying, hey, guys, can we just stay at home for a week? There's this thing called COVID-19. Yeah. And I think the office, someone at New York said, whoa, whoa, stay at home. Can we keep working? And, of course, that just became the crazy week that everything blew up and we never went back to the office. Incredible. Yeah. Crazy. I mean, any good bits then that happened? I guess WebEx and learning how to work from home yeah. and hybrid because that is whatever job, Anastasia, you get. I know people are pushing people back to the office, but most jobs are hybrid now, if yeah. I'm being brutally honest. That's the new- yeah. I mean, Mark and I were saying the other day, it would be weird of us to call someone without a video now. So like before COVID, you might pick up the phone and call someone, whereas now you would probably request a WebEx or a Microsoft Teams meeting. I thought that was quite a fun realization of what's happened. For me, the biggest thing for COVID, which was very funny, is you know how animated I want to be in the room, which is what I usually do when I'm in client meetings as well. So it was a bit like going to the gym and doing your leg day and you're not very good at doing leg day because I'm that size on a, you know, a tiny little screen on a WebEx. So for two years or a year, I had to try and throw my arms around (laughs) in this little sort of, rather than be the six foot five Scotsman and try and make a big, you know, be who I am. It was almost like learning to use new muscles. That's how I felt. It was very, yeah. I've heard of people actually enjoying COVID. Really? So I've met some people that loved COVID because it made them realize their ambitions and what they love. So they were able to take that time to explore new things that they hadn't. And if you speak to them, I've spoken to people and they're like, oh yeah, I loved COVID. I think that's a bit weird, but different people no i can tell i mean i'm an extrovert there's no doubt about that one (laughs) i would have said the introverts i think we've looked at this and i think if yeah i would have thought some of the introverted if i was an introverted person i think staying at home and not needing to go and show my face and being a that would have probably have helped me and done my stuff i think and i think now a general, how do we get back to the office? Because we do need to get back to the office and start bonding together and pushing things on. But do you ever think you'll go full-time back to the office? No. We're generating the new norm now. So Shell, I think, are three and two. So Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I think. I'm not sure they can. I think planes are three and two. Most people are going sort of, can we do a Monday, Friday, and can we do a three-day in the office? People have been a bit more flexible. Some people have been very adamant and tried to get people back in the office, and that's gone against the culture because clearly people want to start. I think we all know we need to get back to the office because that's when good work can happen. I've been amazed at the things we can do, by the way, having not even been in the office. 
done some great projects, done some great deals that I would never ever been able would tell you I would never have thought I could do. But do you think if you were to travel to a client to their headquarters office, do you think it differentiates the experience to you flying to go meet them versus meeting oh, yeah. online? Yes. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing better than meeting someone personally. In person, yeah. Shake of the hand, eye to eye. So many things can be said. It's like a text message versus just talking. I just maybe it's me being old fashioned, but I just there's something to do with skin to skin, eye to eye connect. That so many things. I was a meeting last week that we could have had on the telephone, but the meeting went probably two levels more because we were in a meeting room and there was something said that we fed off of that I don't think we would have picked up on the phone, which is, seems weird to say, but you had to be there. It would have been difficult to feel on the telephone. Mm-hmm. No. So that's it. No. No. I'm going to ask you some questions. No, you know. Yeah. We're going to finish. I'm, I'm stealing your show, Dad. Stealing show. Mark, I think we should <laughs> give her the show. I think I'm finished. And we should give her the show. He's I'm retiring. slightly uncomfortable on the sofa. I've He's got this so red top. I'm sort of. Do you think we should do this again? By the way, I think you should set up a studio on her. This is your. You've she asked me this morning. She took me for Starbucks and said, "Dad, <laughs> we should set up a studio." I think this is her ploy to get me to buy a studio so she could do a podcast, <laughs> not me. I think that's what this is. It's a takeover. It would be good. So go ahead, do your. Well, when you grew up. I'm still growing up. Years and years and years and years ago. 1968 (laughs) I was born. There you go. How do you think your work life differs from someone my age? So do you think you growing up in the end of 60s, 70s, how do you think that's different to someone my age who grew up in the 2000s? Well, I think initially we would always say you guys got it very easy. And it'd be very easy for that. And I'm sure a lot of people of my ilk listening to this will laugh and go, yes, 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 bro. We were all out younger, delivering milk, delivering papers, opening paper shops. You know, I was up at three o'clock in the morning as a 14, 15 year old doing paper rounds and milk rounds, or sorry, milk rounds, making money. So do you think people have gotten more lazy because people aren't doing that anymore? It's either, I mean, we don't... (laughs) There's three Hard things question. I want to say. We don't deliver milk anymore, do That's we? True. So there isn't any milk rounds. So strike that one out. And we're not living in Scotland, so strike that one out as well, because we were delivering milk in the villages and the highlands. So that's a little bit, you know, difficult. We've changed as a family, so in a way yeah. a little bit different. Yeah. You're a female, I'm a male, and I'm not being sexist here there wasn't any females on my milk round. I'm sure a whole bunch of females are now saying that, but we can always do milk. (laughs) But it was a, you know, it wasn't a really a great place for the... Do you think if you were born the same year as me, 2001, do you think you'd still be able to live the same life that you have if you were born in 2000s but went the same career path? That's a difficult one. That was really... Wow. You know, I didn't go to university. And the reason I didn't go to university is my father pushed me, as you know, to son. I wanted to go use my languages. And he said, there's no use in going to bloody university to do <laughs> languages because, you know, I'm not going to tell you what type of person he thought went to languages to do to university school languages. 
but no son of mine is going to blah, 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 blah. It needs to be engineering. So he was very traditional fashion. I didn't understand really outside of that why to go to university. That was my maturity at the time. Mm-hmm. I think it would have been tough. I took a very tough road and went through just creating, selling myself and going through my career. I think you could still do it. I think Lydia's about to do that. I think it's hard. I think it's a hard route. Yeah. If you're that way inclined, I think, and you really keep your eye on the ball and do it, that's the type of person I am and always will be. I think I'd do it. You know what I'm like. If someone tells me I can't do something. I'm going to do it. (laughs) I'll do it. There's no one going to stop me. So could I still do it today? Yeah, of course I could. Go back to your question before as well, because that's a difficult one. Do I think it's different? Yeah, I do. I think you guys have got a little bit, we were pushed out earlier to do jobs, but there were jobs there that there's not jobs now. That's what I was meaning. And it's a tough one. Oh, it's all been taken over by technology. And it's all technology and it's a little bit less safer out there as well. Would I really want you out, even if I could have you as a female going out at three, four o'clock in the morning to deliver milk? Would I really want it? In Houston, exactly. <laughs> I can't get you up at three o'clock in the afternoon, never mind 3 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> so it's a bit different. So I, I think it's just how you're wired, I think. I think, yes, I think if I was a Jason 22-year-old now and I was of the same person, mm-hmm. I think I would f- go out and fight because I'm a fighter. Yeah. And I think you have to be a fighter. And that's how I was brought up. Yeah. And I always will be a fighter until I die. That's my... You know, I'm just, I'll fight. Yeah. We're going to fight after this. We're going to fight. I'm still uncomfortable on the sofa, you know that. Oh, you, it's so much more comfortable. Actually, should we have a fight and video of this, on this on, on the, as part of the sort of after show? Is sort outtakes? Of, it's just like outtakes fighting it. Next so question. So going into 2024. Future. Well, we are in 2024, but going ahead what do you want to do? What do you see for yourself? What are your goals? It's a big question. Yikes. Um, <laughs> so this year, I want to look after me personally. Health, number one for me this year. Last year was a bit of a bugger for me. Last year was a bit of a bugger for me from a health perspective. I think my rugby days caught up with me, <laughs> with my knees and my <laughs> appendix and anything else could go wrong. So I really want to put health is number one and spend a bit of me time and sort of get back to enjoying etc and then expand the business and do what i want to do i think spend yeah. some time do some traveling like us you know why mom and i always wanted to come here is do some travel around the u.s to bits that we really hadn't hadn't explored yet haven't explored yet yeah i'm 56 in april i was only 35 when i looked last time <laughs> so yeah probably got one more move i think before I would put time in in an IBM role if it was with IBM and then sort of... Um, oh, are you going to move again? No, I don't mean move in terms of another role. Oh, I was going to say. You surprised me on that one. <laughs> Should this be a job interview? You're just going to announce to me that we're moving to we're Dubai moving. or something. Where? Dubai. Who's got a job in Dubai? Anyone got know. a job in Dubai? No, I, th- <laughs> no, I think probably another job move, not mm-hmm. meaning move, move, job move. And then look to retirement around sort of early to mid 60s, I think. So, what do you want to do through retirement? Do you just want to chill and play golf? I thought this was a podcast where I could relax, (laughs) etc. Is this what happens on the sofa? I'm quizzing you. Get back to my health and really enjoy myself. Get some walking, golf, which which you know I've really enjoyed and picked up recently, the last five six years. 
I'd love to go back to cars and motorbikes and you know start to restore some things, etc. However, as you know, I got tried to repair my car my car the other day and got underneath the car, but couldn't get back up from underneath the car, which I suggest to me that I need to get my health better so I can get my way around the garage. So actually, I don't have to call my wife every time I need to get back off my ass and onto my knees, etc. So yes, I do need. I'd like to do that. I think. Yeah. What else? Do you like your job so far? Mine. That's a big question. If you say no, probably do I like my job so far? Yeah. Have you enjoyed? Are you trying to get me fired on this show? (laughs) Have you enjoyed what you've done with your life, work-wise? Are you? What do you call it? Are you achieved? Are you achieved? Have you achieved what you wanted? Yeah, I think so. I went out to achieve global domination. No, I went out (laughs) to look at how do I travel and get as much out of seeing as much of the world and getting as much culture, experience as much culture and as many things as I could, knowing that my skill was probably around people, relationships and business development. So business development for me is the front end of understanding someone's business and not being arrogant, but listening and understanding and bringing different businesses together to create new opportunities and introducing new areas and then letting people come together. And I really enjoy that. I really, really enjoy that. And the more I get older, I enjoy doing it and enjoy more of the coaching of the salespeople, et cetera, more of the bringing people together, almost like a dating agency almost in terms of that way. So, yeah, I've really enjoyed it, as you know. There are some days where I get annoyed, et cetera, but that's... Yeah. That's probably every day, but it's you know me, I'm, I'm grumpy. <laughs> but no, I'm good. We're sitting in Houston. My, you know, Lydia's in UK enjoying herself. You're finishing up in LA, looking good, looking like you've got a good role, good, two jobs. You know, I think it's... I'm going to come back with 10 dogs. We're not going to come back with 10 dogs. Otherwise, you'll be proving out if you're looking for <laughs> rental. You're not coming back with 10 dogs. <laughs> we'll see. Indeed. We'll keep you updated. Indeed. <laughs> Any more? No, I think that's it. I think I squeezed everything out of you. Good. Well, good luck in your next six months. I think we should do a podcast. We should talk to Mark. Mark, we need to get this one a podcast. We need to talk about generally outside of stuff. But this was good, Anastasia, because hopefully it's helped you. And I would love, thank you very much for your help putting this podcast onto Instagram. Mm-hmm. Because that's helped me reach other audiences. If you haven't already, go and follow it. Uh There you go. I'll put it in the link. (laughs) Thank you. So you're already helping me. I think if you can help me get this to some younger audiences as well, or people from college, that would help them understand or get them questions, et cetera, or ready to come out and share it with some of your college friends as well would be fantastic. And then hopefully maybe we can use this in some of the corporates as well or maybe OGGN to help some of the young starters as well perfect perfect thank you should we do this again I'm gonna quiz you again Jason and Anastasia on the sofa isn't this like what was his name what was this comedian with his daughter and oh Howie Mandel Howie Mandel where the new Howie Mandel and what's his daughter's name I have no idea who cares no oh okay just completely Howie Mandel there you go there you go that's it father and daughter that's a wrap yeah Thank you. See you guys later. Cheers, guys. 
Talk to you soon. Join us again next week on the Energy Workforce of Tomorrow podcast, a production of the Oil & Gas Global Network. To learn more, go to OGGN.com. <laughs>